Welcome to My Safe Perspective. I'm your host, Chris Cerwillo. This is my podcast. It's a podcast about life, current events, music, crisis, good times, bad times, family and friends, but all from a Christian perspective, from a safe perspective, my safe perspective. Hopefully you'll join us. We'll be speaking with some people from my church, people from around our communities, and we'll be discussing sometimes some hard topics, topics we don't like to discuss. And sometimes we'll be discussing easy things to talk about, fun stuff. But regardless, it'll all come from a saved perspective. Hey everyone, happy Saturday and welcome to My Safe Perspective. As always, I am Chris Cerullo and I am your host. I hope you all had an amazing week. I know I did, ish. <laughs> COVID hit our house this last couple of weeks and namely me this week. Um, I was the holdout to get it here, so um, I got it. The plus side of it is, is it's a lot of quiet time, a lot of reflection time time with Jesus. Not asking to heal me or keep me safe, just trying to talk. So I'm feeling like a new man, physically and spiritually, after this week. Recently, I've noticed a lot of, for lack of a better term, signs. See, uh, I've had a few conversations and opportunities to express the importance of digging in your heels on your faith when times are tough. And I've said it here before, it's not for us to know why things happen or when or how they do. Our job is to remain strong in our faith and dig in. Anyways, lately I've heard it in songs and I've upped the frequency of certain songs in my rotation, namely Toby Mac's I Just Need You. Not a new song by any means, but I just decided to listen to it more often lately. Then I hear the theme and the message, and there's that current theme that's in my life. Um, Some of the words in the song are, when I'm up, when I'm down, when the wolves come around, I just need you. Personally, I'm on a high lately in my faith, but maybe someone out there isn't, so stop looking for answers. That's his burden, not yours. Your burden is to dig in push through and come through stronger it's just what it is like I say that's kind of been a mantra of mine it's been a a, it's been the theme for this these season of my life And, and I've seen this in places and I keep hearing it in songs and keep having reasons almost daily keep thinking and pondering this thought of when times are tough don't ask why don't question it don't try to get the answers just dig in on your faith love God more and push through and like I say I've been on a on a real spiritual mental high lately because of this thought process and I'm really loving it I'm hoping if anybody out there is listening to this and you're having a rough go maybe these words will help you and maybe you can find that right now. That ability to stop asking why and stop looking for the answers and just push through. 
So another thing in this intro that I wanted to do, I wanted to say some nice things to my amazing wife for everyone to hear. So some nice things, babe. Haha. But in seriousness, um, I can't say enough how amazing this woman is. She does so much to care for our family, not to mention the people in her life outside this house. She has somehow figured out how to do 28 hours of stuff in 24 hours and still manage to get her two and a half hours of safe sleep every night. You know, before the kids get in bed with her. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all love you. You're my hero. And we are all so proud of you. Poor Hondo. So one last thing before I get to this week's main segment. Um, tonight at bedtime, I was snuggling in with my six-year-old. So we kind of have a routine after we brush teeth, everybody goes to bed. Kelly usually snuggles in with the youngest. I snuggle in with the six-year-old. We'll do a, a video on you know, either a Bible story or... Those are this big thing. Her and I watch reptile videos, snake videos, and stuff like that. Um, you know, educational stuff. And then we'll do a couple of songs, and by then, usually the kiddos are sleeping, and we get to evacuate the room and have a little me time. So tonight I was uh, snuggled in for bedtime videos and music, and uh, we watched our daily episode of Chandler's Wildlife. And then I clicked on Spotify and put on a song by Chandler Moore. Uh, nothing to do with the... Chandler guy from Wildlife. Totally different, just coincidental. So I picked this guy because he's got a real relaxing voice, and I thought, oh, this is a nice, soothing voice, something easy to listen to going to bed tonight. So after the song I picked is over, King of Kings by Chandler Moore, or performed by Chandler Moore, comes on. Personally, I love this song. Uh, no matter who's singing it, whether it's during worship at church, if it's on the radio, no matter who's singing it, it's a great song. Um, but anyways, as the refrain hits, and I'm kind of quietly singing along to Rosalita, I hear her little six-year-old voice not miss a beat, hit it word for word, right on spot. She sings the refrain, praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of Kings. And then she snuggles her head into her pillow a little harder and she sighs just a little. <sighs> As if singing those words of worship left her comforted and satisfied for the night, like she's ready to go to bed now. It was so amazing to be there. To know that the Spirit is with my children, it just makes my heart so happy. God is good. So this week's message, uh, we're going to be talking about identity. I actually had a totally different topic, complete episode in the can, ready to go. Um, but I shelved it after last week's student life message from my friend Matt Hager. Um, it was inspiring. I felt it's a good time to talk identity and what identity means. Because I don't think there's very many people in this world who don't struggle with their identity. Um, and self-worth so I'm hoping um, this conversation today or this message today will spark some further discussion with listeners about the topic and I can do a follow-up or maybe even an interview or special guest type of a show um, based on this topic so without further ado here's my saved perspective
So on Sunday night at Student Life, my friend Matt shared a message about identity and being enough. In turn, my small group proceeded to have an amazing conversation about the message. The group opened up and even referred to a message from Fall Retreat about belonging versus fitting in. This topic is one of my favorites to discuss with any age group. Reason being, I mean, I personally dealt with identity issues for the better part of my life. And along with it, a lot of questions of self-worth. There's a part of me that thinks everyone at some point in time has to deal with this topic. Be it as a teenager or at that midlife crisis, I bought a Corvette and grew a ponytail point of life. I'm hard-pressed to believe that anyone just wakes up every day of their life and feels they know who they are or where they belong or what their plan or purpose is and what their self-worth is. They never wonder if they're enough. I doubt it. Truth be told, I think the reason we struggle with identity as humans is because we focus more on other people's opinions than we do our own. I heard a great quote recently, and I don't remember where I heard it or when, but it, with this topic being on my mind in my personal dialogue, I thought it was pretty good timing. Another one of those daily miracles, I guess. And the quote was this, In life, you only need to make two people proud of you. 80-year-old you and 8-year-old you. Wow, how true. At 80, you've lived, laughed, loved, cried. If at 80, you can look back at your life with pride, I think you've done all right. An 8-year-old you, full of wonder and dreams, if you can make 8-year-old you proud, wow, You've successfully gone through life and didn't turn your back on who you were or dreamed of becoming. I don't personally know what eight-year-old me would say right now. Considering at eight, I think I wanted to be a priest or a marine biologist. I know, priest? I, I had faith issues, but somehow, for some reason, people asked what I wanted to be when I grew up. It was priest or marine biologist. So, I don't know, maybe my eight-year-old self would be happy because I live on a lake and I have a Christian-based podcast. I live a faith-filled life. It's hard to say. But I do know this. Where I am today and my identity today make current me very proud. I love who I am today. I'm honest with myself. and Every day I try to be true to my identity. I may falter at times, but I have that inner dialogue that I maintain, and it allows me to come to terms with those transgressions, learn from them, and press on. So this idea of identity. In today's society, we hear about diversity a lot. And when you think of diversity, typically you think of race, religion, and gender. So Garden Schwartz and Rowe, or Lee Garden Schwartz and Anita Rowe, are possibly two of the most well-known, published, and studied authors in the textbook world of diversity. And primarily in workplace diversity, but diversity nonetheless. And bear with me, this will make sense in a minute. But since the early 90s, there have been publication after publication, either from these two or citing their work. 
In their work, they refer and illustrate the dimensions of diversity, a series of rings that make up individuality of a particular person. Now, one could look at diversity as the aforementioned three checkboxes of race, religion, and gender, and with these categories assume the diversity of a group. However, using the dimensions of diversity, or circles, you could put together a group of five white Christian males and argue that there's diversity in that group. I was able to find a version of these rings adapted by Sanderson and Associates. Uh, it's a not-for-profit group that regularly has some pretty great content on their website about sociocultural topics. Anyways, they have somewhat simplified the illustration and made it so it's something I can discuss in less than a four-hour lecture. <laughs> At the core is a person's values, belief, and personality. And then the first ring out is the internal ring. It's age, ethnicity, sexual orientation, physical and mental ability, race, and gender. This, one could argue, is the ring that most of us judge or categorize people by. This dimension. Then we have our external dimension. It's our marital or parental status, our social status, nationality, language, appearance, hobbies, education, and faith. Beyond that dimension, we have the organizational. This is more like a work or school. I suppose with some creativity, you could be modeled to a social group standing. But in this ring, we have level, function, department or division, sector, location, and career aspirations. And then the last outermost ring or outermost dimension, we have other preferences, which in that ring, it's how we communicate and interact with others, how we process information and solve problems, and how we make decisions. So with all these categories, to make up a person's identity in these different dimensions, could you argue that the five white guys might actually be quite diverse? Now, take all of this into account when thinking of your own identity. If just one of these items in the four rings are in question, then your entire identity falls into question, and hence, the struggle. Now take into account that now more than ever, we are all being judged based on our internal and external rings, especially with Facebook and other social media outlets. So now you have that in the back of your head, all the while trying to figure out who you are and if you're good enough, smart enough, and if people really like you. It's a tough road to hoe. And if you didn't catch it, that was a Stuart Smalley reference there. Um, the internal circle, and again, most heavily scrutinized in society, hits that physical and mental ability marker. And this is the spot I think a lot of folks hang up on, and I know where it was where I hung up on. The am I smart enough, strong enough question. It's the one I think that plagues most. Um, and as a child, I struggled with this, like I say. I was far from athletic. Some referred to me as husky. Thank you for that. I was an asthmatic, making running difficult. So strong enough was a solid no. I mean, I never felt I was strong enough. I wasn't athletic. And 
aside from like three other guys in my class of 30, um, everybody was athletic. So you start questioning that. And the smart enough was a huge issue for me as well, which, I mean, as some of you know, if you've heard my other episodes, I spent a good amount of time discussing this smart enough issue. To say the least, I battled with that quite a bit. Um, You know, I, I was in a position where people expected high output from me and um, I personally didn't feel capable of that high output. I had issues with learning and reading and concentrating. So the smart enough was tough. So between these two, my self-worth became a battle. I wish I could go back and tell myself that it's okay and that I was enough. So my friend Matt In his message on Sunday, he emphasized the we are enough. We're enough for God. See, he loves us as we are, where we are. All he's truly looking for is incremental growth. As hard as it is to keep that in the forefront of your mind, you need to. You need to try to at least. See, if you tell yourself that who you are is enough for him, you focus on your continual growth, you'll always be enough. And then you ask yourself, would eight-year-old me be happy with current me? Would eight-year-old you be mad at you because you're spending all your time worrying about who you are? Would 80-year-old me be proud of me for who I am now? I'm not saying that feeling you are enough is the end-all to finding your identity, because it's not. It's a peace. It should bring you comfort, though. But your identity is more than your physical or your mental ability. We don't control age. We don't control gender, sexual preference, ethnicity, or race. It's all determined by generations before you. When we get into the external ring, that's where the controllables are. Hobbies. Do what makes you happy. Follow what you're passionate about. Don't let people discourage you from your hobbies. I mean, some people might think, oh, that's dorky, or oh, whatever you do, that's boring, I can't believe you do that, or, oh, you know, maybe you're into gardening, or oh, that's for, you know, little old ladies, or maybe you're into knitting, and that's for little old ladies, or Vanna White, look that up. Let your hobbies be something you're passionate about. Who cares what other people think of it? I think a lot of folks, teens especially, struggle with appearance as well. I know I struggled with my appearance. I struggle with my appearance now. But I'll go to the gym once my schedule slows down a bit. As a family, we eat very healthy, and I know what steps I need to take to improve my opinion of my appearance. And to that point, folks, the only opinion that matters is your own. It's genetics. that It's the cards you've been dealt. It's how you play the cards. It's up to you. And before everyone flies off the handle here, I just told you how I deal with my image issues. Healthy diet and exercise. If you're healthy, then be happy in your own skin. 
My desire is to lose weight because it's physically a restraint for me. I have a hard time playing with the kids. Doing certain things is difficult for me. I don't care what other people think. <laughs> I don't care that I'm not making the cover of GQ magazine or people's sexiest list. I care that I'm healthy and in shape enough to enjoy my life with my girls. So again, if you're healthy, be happy in your skin. Don't let others determine what you should look like. You are God's handiwork. And God is good at what he does. The truth of it is, is that nothing matters but your opinion of you. Be you. Don't change who you are for anyone. You are always enough in God's eyes. Don't try to fit in. Find out where you belong. Thank you, Brene Brown. <laughs> Remember this. A lot of people struggle with their identity. Your identity is a detailed, complex thing. It's natural to have a hard time or struggle with all of the different pieces. Don't change who you feel you are on the inside to appease outside influences. Above all, you are enough. This next segment is called, This Is My Jam. The segment where I discuss a song that in some way, shape, or form has influenced me. Music is a huge part of my faith. Um, I worship in my vehicle all the time. I listen to these songs when I go to bed at night. I listen to these songs with my children. So, I hope you enjoy this segment called, This Is My Jam. This week's jam is one of, if not my all-time favorite Christian song. Uh, it happens to be the first song I heard the morning after I was saved. Um, I get pumped every time I hear this song. This is like my anthem. <laughs> the song is Welcome to the New by Mercy Me. The band Mercy Me is arguably the most successful Christian band of all time. They started out in Podunk, Oklahoma in 1994, but didn't really gain recognition in the mainstream until they released I Can Only Imagine, a crossover hit that pushed their debut record to triple platinum. Also became a movie, which I suggest grab a box of tissues and watch sometime. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who gets emotional in that movie, but it is a good one. So the band had uh, 13 consecutive top five singles. Seven of them were number one singles. Six gold records, eight double awards, Grammy nominations. They met presidents. These guys are successful. They're all over the place. Um, I love listening to them. They, uh, they don't really make bad music as far as I'm concerned. But that's my opinion. On April 8th, 2014, the album Welcome to the New dropped, and the title track is this week's jam. And I'm not going to go through the lyrics with you this week. Um, I want you to listen to it. I want you to hear how great this song is, how fun this song is, and um, see if you can re figure out why I uh, picked this song on a week that I was talking about identity. 
or why this song would be the anthem of somebody who was just saved. So anyways, guess that's it. Then that's my jam. Folks, before I cut this loose, um, I want to do something I'm not going to do a lot of. I'm not going to invite you to church often. I'm not going to try to prod you to go to church. That's not what this podcast is about. Um, I'm not trying to recruit you to Brook Life. Um, I have a strong bias towards the place, but that's just me. Um, But I am going to invite you this week. We are going to have what might be one of the coolest worship sessions we've had in a while um, at our service on Sunday. Um, I know some people. There's some rumors. It's going to be pretty awesome. And um, I'd love to see you there. I go to the 1030 service. Um, I'd love to see you there. Our worship is awesome every week. Um, But this week's just going to be something special. Um, Plus, we are currently talking about the story of Daniel. And Pastor Rob is amazing at what he does. And Daniel's a pretty cool cat from the Bible. So it'd be worth showing up. Um, But then I also wanted to tell you to go online and look up. There's an event going on at Eastbrook Church in Milwaukee. I think it technically might be Glendale. Um, Eastbrook Church. Uh, Martin Luther King, on that evening, there's going to be a worship night. And there are a number of local Christian churches that are going to be participating. Um, My pastor will be there, Pastor Rob. pastor from you flourish church in milwaukee which is a church that we are closely affiliated with at brook life will be there and uh, i think it's gonna be a pretty amazing time um so if you're looking for something to do on monday night that might be the place to be all right thanks that's it for this week's episode of my save perspective Hope y'all enjoyed it, and um, again, as I say every week, thank you for listening, thank you for your support, thank you for the likes and the subscriptions, I appreciate it all. Um, most of all, though, I want to say that if ever I say something on here that rubs you the wrong way, something you don't like, these are my opinions. Um, we may not agree on things, but we're all entitled to our opinions. And most of all, I would love to hear, if I did rub you the wrong way, what it was I said. Um, So I either have a chance to clear the air or avoid that topic in the future so I can keep you as a listener and, and move forward from whatever it was that rubbed you wrong. <laughs> so you can always comment on the podcast. Um, Otherwise, Robert Marilita, M-A-R-I-L-I-T-A, on Facebook, go ahead and message me. I'm always willing to take messages from someone, communicate, chat, however you want. Maybe meet for coffee. Or maybe you have an opinion that's such that you could end up a guest on the show. So, love to hear from you. Nonetheless, thanks for listening. And uh, look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Hope the Holy Spirit fills your days every day.